and welcome to BiblioChat, brought to you by Bibliosoup.com. On this episode, we're going to discuss capitalism and the history of capitalism. And this will be a two-part series. The first episode will cover capitalism in the colonial industry, and the second will cover capitalism in early America. And covering these two periods will allow us to understand where capitalism stands today and how it has shifted and changed over time. You know, the the balance between government and businesses is something that's constantly changing, as we see with Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Apple, which are all companies that are facing government regulation in the digital age. And really, in the in the entire history of capitalism, government regulation is a relatively new concept that we'll look at. The colonial industry and the early American economy had very little to no regulation. And it's an interesting environment to study, you know, a world free of rules and guidelines. An environment of free capitalism where companies have free reign to do what they want in pursuit of profit. And it's this idea we're going to discuss. You know, the colonial industry was a free capitalist economy. The idea of regulation wasn't even a concept at the time. And studying this free capitalist environment is a good way to understand the natural human behaviors and forces that come to the surface when companies are given free reign to make profits. And predictably, this environment produced some some pretty ugly behaviors, which we'll discuss in looking at the colonial industry. So the colonial industry took form in the early 1500s, and it was a time of international exploration. As navigational technology improved, ships from Western Europe could travel long distances to lands that were never encountered before. And like any industry that forms today, there were profits to be made in this new developing environment of travel. These new lands offered raw materials and other things that could be sold in the Western European market. Things like spices or timber were things that weren't available in Western Europe, but could be acquired in Asia or North America. You know, trees were a natural resource that were severely depleted in England as early as the 17th century. And these new continents that were now within reach offered these valuable resources. And so anyone looking for profits, the colonial industry was very popular. But what's crucial about this industry is that it was the epitome of high-risk, high-reward. The initial cost of fitting a ship was very high. You have to pay the crew and buy food and supply the ship. And secondly, the danger of shipwreck was common. You know, wooden ships struggled to withstand the force of the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean. And thirdly, you had to plant a colony that could harvest the natural resources in order to send them back to Europe. And this was really the hardest part because growing a population in the bare wilderness is is very difficult and people would just die. And we see this with the Roanoke colony where the colony just disappeared. But eventually we know that the Virginia Company successfully planted the Jamestown colony, which ended up surviving because they didn't care about sending back raw materials. Their sole focus was survival, even though the investors expected them to harvest the timber and wheat to be sent back to Europe. So these risk factors brings us to an important point. Um, Monopolies naturally formed in this industry given the high risk, compounded with high initial investment. Only large companies could afford the high risk. 
and also the monarchies of these countries wanted these colonial companies to be successful. And so the monarchies of England, France, Spain, and the Netherlands directly supported a single company by giving them the only right to start a colony in a certain location. This eliminated competition and allowed a single company to grow profitable. So you have a very unique environment where a single colonial company is operating in the interest of the monarchy. And this complementary relationship works very well. The colonial company makes profits by establishing colonies, and the monarchy benefits by expanding the country's international domain. And the colonial industry is very imperial. The companies in this industry are making territorial claims in the pursuit of profit. And this also benefits the country's monarchy, who in this process is expanding its international influence. So the competitors in this industry are national monopolies directly linked to the monarchy. And so almost every European nation has this monarchical corporate structure. And obviously there is no regulation in this industry. There are no judicial or regulatory bodies that govern the behavior of these businesses. And the result is an absolute free-for-all for these natural resources that produce immense profits, not just for the corporations and investors, but the monarchies as well. So in the pursuit of these profits, corporations can take any action they want against their competitors, including military action. In the 17th century, there was constant war between France, England, and the Netherlands. And these battles, which were most commonly naval battles, were really corporations battling each other. Investors and managers of the Dutch East India Company and the British East India Company had to consider this element of warfare. Every company, even today, has risk factors, things outside the company's control that could harm profits, and warfare was one of these in the colonial industry. You know, a ship could be attacked at any time from another company. So we see this in the, in the free capitalistic world. Companies can utilize military action in order to secure profits. The colonial industry was unique in this way. It takes capitalism to its most extreme, where, you know, where, where companies today compete by offering better prices or better performing products. In the colonial industry, companies could simply sink a competitor's ships. So this idea helps us understand where capitalism is today. If you had a dial, like an air conditioning dial, with one extreme being capitalism and the opposite extreme being socialism. The colonial industry would be the extreme capitalistic side, where businesses and private enterprises are the rulers of the society. The opposite side would be total government ruling, such as Soviet Russia. So if the far left side of the dial represents a society completely controlled by businesses, and the right side of the dial is completely controlled by the government, the U.S. would slightly favor the left side with a balance between capitalism and government regulation. And the total value of these colonial companies reflects how powerful companies became when they were allowed to use any action necessary to make profits. The Dutch East India Company was estimated to be worth $8 trillion dollars. Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Google are all worth a little over trillion dollars each 
equaling about 5 trillion. So by the middle of the 1600s, you have a company almost worth double than these four companies combined. This shows the, the scale and magnitude these colonial companies reached. These companies were indestructible military machines that destroyed anything that got in their way. And any impediments were met with swift violence. And we see this in how the British East India Company fought and subjugated the native populations of India and Africa. And on Biblioscoop.com, there's an article about this idea, uh, and it's called Cortez and War of the Worlds. Uh, you can go check it out. And, and it explores how the movie War of the Worlds reflects the psychological trauma of a colonial invader. You know, these monarchical corporations were invaders. And the indestructible aliens that fall from the sky in the movie reflect the qualities of these corporations. You know, the aliens are a heartless being that zap people to death and suck on the blood of its victims. And that's what these European corporations were. They were honestly blood-sucking aliens. And it wasn't just the British East India Company that was doing it. It was every company. Every Western European nation was doing this, subjugating and slaughtering native populations across the world with superior weaponry and a mindset of exploitation. And I like the movie because it really lends an understanding of what it's like to be colonized. You know, before the colonial era, natives of Africa, India, and Indonesia lived freely in their own lands. They had their own communities and social structures until these monarchical corporations invaded and literally made life a living hell. So reconstructing this environment with aliens invading and zapping people to death, it's, it's obviously a little extreme, but it captures the, the horror of colonialism. And I'll play the audio the first time that aliens start killing people. And maybe, maybe your imaginations will provide a more interesting image of, the, of this scene than actually watching it. So it's, it's the scene where the, the aliens crash into the earth, rise out of the ground, and everyone's looking at this thing, not knowing what the heck it is. And then it starts zapping people and everyone starts running. So here it goes. So um, you get the idea there. And for me, this shows a few things about colonialism. You know, first of all, feeling utterly helpless in the face of a superior invader. There's just nothing these humans can do. And secondly, having no idea why these aliens are doing this. Why are these aliens inexplicably killing people? And these, and these are questions natives would have faced. 
And the common response to this colonial suppression was rebellion, which we see in the history of Africa and India, where natives took arms against the superior armies of the British. And what's interesting about this is that rebelling natives knew that success was slim. Like in the movie, the modern weaponry of jets, tanks, and missiles just deflected off of the aliens. And it's the same idea in the colonial era. Taking arms against the invader will inevitably fail. But yet these natives did it anyway, knowing they were going to die. The American Revolution was a rare instance of successful rebellion. A vast majority of reprisings, mainly in Africa and India, failed miserably. So to conclude, the colonial industry is a world controlled and governed by businesses. This world produced a cutthroat environment where private enterprise blended with the military. It was an environment that exposed some of the darkest human behaviors and the world I certainly would not want to experience. <laughs>